0: They just get up and share and share about the, how God had convicted them of sin and how Jesus had come. The most shy person to get up in, in, a, in a church or in a school, they'd share and the revival would break out wherever they went.
1: Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. Welcome to the One Cry podcast once again this week. And as many of our listeners and viewers know, this is a very unique moment in Christendom really, but especially even worldwide in what God is doing in stirring hearts, turning them back to himself and Sending a revival of significance on college campuses and local churches, even in a marketplace and other places where I'm hearing God is on the move. And I wanted today for the podcast to be able to let you hear from not a recent testimony or rather a testimony from a recent movement of God, but I have with us today and I'm blessed to have on the podcast, Janine Braben. And Janine was one of the individuals God used as an intercessor in the Asbury Revival in the 70s. Uh, Janine was in a prayer gathering in her dormitory, and she began to seek God along with others for his spirit to come and pour himself out there in uh, the university at Asbury. And it was the same auditorium, Hughes Auditorium, where God moved. And I just thought it would be really instructive for us, especially as pastors and leaders, to to listen to her share today, uh, not out of the dynamic of what's happening, but what happened that has proven itself to be an authentic movement of God, simply because of the fruit around the world. And Janine is... Both a catalyst towards what God did, but also the fruit of that revival. And as you will hear as I interview her, you're going to see that there is a life that was transformed that every single day, I repeat, every single day, God has used her to see someone come to Christ and used her in the most uh, violent prison in Columbia, South America as a missionary, a characteristic of revival is that it overflows into evangelism. A characteristic of the revival that's taking place now across our landscape and beyond, I believe is going to bear fruit of a massive movement uh, of missionaries going out to share the gospel. So listen carefully and draw some principles and truths from 50 years ago that we see prevalent today in what God did at Asbury and is doing all across our nation. And as we've often said, uh, revival spreads on the wings of testimonies. And actually in my almost five decades of being connected to revival ministry and the stories of revival, uh, that little phrase of revival spreads on the wings of testimony has been epitomized by what God did in 1970, And many of you would know the story of the Asbury revival. And so today, uh, the storyteller, the testimony uh, comes from Janine Braben. And if you're familiar at all with what God did in 1970, and actually the birthing room was a dorm room, if I'm not mistaken. I hope I don't get my facts messed up here a little bit, Janine. But it was a dorm room with uh, those who gathered to pray. And I believe, Janine, well, number one, welcome. You're coming to us from Columbia, South America, where you are a missionary in a prison of some of the most um, difficult prisoners uh, in that part of the world. And it's a seminary that you launched or are leading there in that prison. It's an amazing story. So Janine, thank you for joining us today. And uh, so how did you land as a student
0: at Asbury? When I was a student at Asbury, my parents were home on furlough, but I can remember a st- student coming up to me, wanting me to sign a petition to, they wanted to get rid of the president at that point mm-hmm. that was it, that was at the school. And the Lord just checked me and said, Janine, your your role here is to pray. I had run for chaplain, chaplain of my class and didn't win. And the Lord says, that's not what I, I want you to do. I want you to pray. Wow. And so, and I, I hadn't read a lot about our revivals, and I didn't know, but I just knew in my heart the power of prayer. I began to see mm-hmm. it from my discipline mm-hmm. in high school, the wow. power of prayer, and the way God worked, and in reading and prayer. So I started praying, praying for. I started writing people's names down, began praying specifically for revival. That God would was count. there. A
1: freshman year that you began. My
0: freshman year, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well. My 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 f- first semester, I started praying for revival.
1: And were you praying by yourself, or were others joining you at that point?
0: I, I was pretty much by myself. I always had, I had several friends that I would pray regularly with yeah. and begin to pray. And it was, it was, you know, snowballed. I mean, God, every, during the years, God ex- began to sh- share different ways he wanted me to, to encourage it. Yeah. Like my sophomore year, he wanted me to, encourage yeah. me to, to get, to pray before chapels. Yeah. And, and so I went to a student and I was very, very shy. I went to a student body leader and he sent me to somebody else and I got the runaround and he said to go to the, to the academic dean. Well, (laughs) and I would, you know, shy me, you know, but I, I, God put me in the school of obedience. That's one of the things I learned. Wow. Learned about praying for revival to do whatever God asked me to do. Wow. To be willing to do it.
1: So you went in the fall of 68, you were a freshman, uh, I think probably and fall of 69, a sophomore and then God moved on the campus in 1970, is that correct? And Yes. And so tell me how that evolved in your heart first and the prayer meeting that uh, I guess God used to help ignite it.
0: We were praying. I got a room, the academic dean told me just to go ahead and get any room. So I got a room and there would just be a couple of us. One thing I'd like to share is that lots of times we say if we could get more people to pray, something will happen. Well, God mm. kept Continually telling me is Janine, I want you to be faithful. I've asked you to pray, wow. and and so I realized then it was you know I had my responsibility. If I could get others to pray, it would be good. But it was up. I was obedient to God's call. And my uh, junior year, we had uh, we had fall prayer meeting and fall revival services, and there were, it was a very low spiritual time at, on campus. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really low, and I had even that fall. Student come up to me and said, Janine, we know I know you pray, but drugs is a problem on college, and if if God doesn't do something here, we're in real trouble. Mm-hmm. So I went to dr kinlaw and I told him. I said, Don't worry, I know God was going to work. Now, how did and I know? Doctor Kinlaw was
1: the president at that time, right?
0: He had become president. Of, he wow. became president, yes, in sixty nine, and so he was he was president. And so I told him, I said, But don't worry, God's going to come. Now, how did I have that that assurance? After this, the we had a fast prayer meeting. I saw the altar was full, and I said to one of the other students, "I said, well, I wish we could pray all night." Well, this was unheard of. We had cur- curfew in the, at ten o'clock, and the wow. women had to be everybody had been in their dorms. Mm-hmm. So I went to Dean's fan, and he said, "Well, Janine, I'll 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 let you." He he said, "I'll let you do it under two conditions. You take full responsibility for the women students. I was a res- in charge of a floor and." Mm-hmm. In the women's dorm, and don't make any announcements. Well, I thought, how do you get people there? Uh-huh. You couldn't get hardly anybody to any prayer meeting. Right. So I said, okay. So at midnight on on October third, nineteen sixty nine, I went into Hughes and turned on the skylights. They had just carpeted the Hughes, so it had a real warm effect. And ten men students came in first and knocked out the altar. And in twenty minutes, we had over hundred and fifty students wow. in Hughes auditorium. Wow! And we we were spread out. Through, there was no one on the platform. We were spread out through the whole auditorium. We began praying. We began quoting Scripture, first of salvation and the filling of the Holy Spirit. And then, if my people, mm-hmm. which are called by my name, yeah. shall humble themselves and pray, I will come. And mm-hmm. so we just claimed it. We just claimed that God was, and began to sing. I never heard singing like it. There's a yeah. kind of glory fell, and I mm-hmm. I was in such a, I went up on the balcony to watch it all. This is about three in the morning. And and the only professor, one professor, uh, C.B. Hunter, the philosophy professor, was there. And he came up to the balcony and says, Janine, I'm trying to find out who's in charge here. Hmm. I smiled at him. I said, I think, I believe it's the Holy Spirit. And he mm-hmm. says, if yeah, stroke has changed his yes, I believe so. Why don't we go down and thank him? So we formed a circle all the way around the, the altar and up over about around the pulpit. They're still at three in the morning. 80 of us in the in hughes mm-hmm. and we just thank god for coming we had mm-hmm. chapel the next morning at eight o'clock we got to bed like at four but we were there and after chapel chapel came and went and my student said to me janine but nothing happened i said have you read acts 1 7 it's not mm-hmm. for you to know the times of the seasons which the father's mm-hmm. put in my hands but mm-hmm. you shall receive power he's coming we have that assurance wow
1: and chapel was daily, or was it once a week at that point?
0: It, it was three three times a week. It was Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays at that wow. point.
1: And uh, so, the next chapel service, anything different?
0: No, we that was in October. Okay. One of the things I wanted to do was to get the the student body leadership involved in a disciplined prayer life and Bible study. So I adapted John Wesley's experiment to the to college life hmm. and 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 in the fall i had six people do it with me and then we hmm. presented it i presented it through this spiritual life committee and we got the we got 30 i got 30 leaders on campus to wow. do it for one month wow. in january and we presented it dr kennel said it was one of the most moving chapels he turned out how how, hmm. how bible reading and and t- and just these disciplines had impacted these students, and, hmm. We wanted to get, I was, my goal was to get 300 students involved in this. Mm. So we had a slip of paper and they started trickling in on, that was on a Saturday. On Monday, we began to get papers, slips of students that wanted to be involved. And God had already in, pl- in place a follow-up program because the following chapel mm. uh, was October, was February 3rd. And when I went into chapel, i went to the prayer time before. There's usually just a couple of us. Ms. Kinlaw was there a lot of, a lot of those times. at a mm-hmm. Kinlaw's wife, right? And I went, slipped in my chapel seat, and my chapel partner on, on one side says to me, "I have a test next hour, but I don't think I'm going to take it." I said, "You feel that way?" She says, mm. "Yeah." I said, and we both looked at each other. And we said, well, I don't know how God's going to do it." And we we looked up who was going to speak, and it was the academic dean. Mm. And he got up and he, he gave us a brief testimony. He says, "I'm not going to speak. I'm going to open it up for testimonies." We gave a sigh of relief. Well, we had a student over in the senior section, Larry Sutherland, stood to his feet and said, I've been a hypocrite. I've been, he was the, he was the all... he was in Jim Jamboree, he was the all, he was the clown, he was an all-around athlete. He stood up and just confessed his need for God in a deeper way. And it was one after another. And then mm-hmm. the academic team asked the students to come up to the microphone because we couldn't hear everybody. Pretty soon we had a line and we had, people just got up and went down to the altar. And pretty soon it was almost time for chapel to be over. And I, my other chapel partner said, Janine, they can't quit this. I said, well, you go tell them you can get out. So he he got, he's the pastor today. He got out, Eddie Bonwell, he went up to the platform and he got there same time as the professor that had been in that prayer meeting. And both of them had the same message. You know, we can't, chapel can't stop. And as Dr. Kinnell told me later, he said, Janine, the academic dean was the only one who could call off class. Yeah. And so dean reynolds called off class the academic dean was in charge he just opened it up for testimonies and the testimonies were were of what god was doing and how god had been moving in campus in answer to prayer mm. in the in the dorms men's dorm and the women's dorm that students standing up saying i'm a hypocrite we had others come and say god's gotten a hold of me and i mm. i realized it wasn't living the christian life well then we began to hear people would go down to the altar and then they'd go up to testify to share how, how God had had met them. And it was, it was absolutely incredible that I, I knew within the hour that revival had come because it was the same Shekinah glory that had fallen in that prayer meeting. So I went running across the, it, was, it snowed. So all the student teachers were, 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 were on campus. And so I ran across to the seminary to tell a couple and they said, well, do you want to eat? It was lunchtime. And I said, no, no, come. And and I pulled them away from their home. And they the minute they walked into the foyer, mm. they started weeping. They could mm. sense the presence of God. Amen. It was so powerful. Mm. And we didn't want to leave. Time just stood still. Mm. We, the singing was incredible. We started mm-hmm. singing. Lynn Smith prayed. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. Wow. And brilliant. I know, yeah the singing was incredible we'd go from one mm. song and and then testimonies and each day i mean i i, I didn't want to go to sleep i'd go sleep just enough to get get to go another another whole day pretty mm. much 24 hours around the clock mm. i can remember saturday came there was a real buildup because mm. they there was no more curfew trying to be in, in the dorms or anything and we were praying one of the things I saw was I had wanted others to pray. Mm. And the Lord had told me, you know, I want you to be faithful. Well, yeah. when revival broke out, mm. everybody began praying. And you could see groups of people, even at the back, praying for their friends that weren't, weren't right with God. And that was burdened for several of the rebels on campus. I remember standing up in the, up in that, in the balcony, and there was one one fella who God's using significantly today with ex-prisoners. In the States, I remember he said, if so-and-so gets up and singing, and Janie Wiley got up and sing, it was about midnight. Hmm. And she sang a song, and the next thing I saw, this great big guy go running down the altar and hit the altar. And he was there an hour or so, I don't remember. But then he got up to the microphone, and I remember him saying, you know, I, I've been way off the, the deep end, but he says, but you know when the hound of heaven's got your scent? You've had it. I remember wow. that. And uh, just to see, just to see the hard, the hardest cases, people. Mm-hmm. There was no case too difficult for God. Yeah. We saw God working. So it, it, and downstairs, people would go downstairs to the, the classrooms to pray. So Janine, chapel where
1: that began was on what day of the week?
0: Tuesday, Tuesday, and Tuesday ten o'clock. You're
1: chapel continued nonstop for how long?
0: 185 hours it was one service 185 hours seven days
1: wow and obviously this caught the attention of actually the the world eventually but certainly the nation local news media secular stations came out to report uh and the word just spread right of what god was doing
0: yeah the first night um or first, I think it was first, or second night. Um, one of the leading TV stations came in and interviewed students, and they, they they were just dumbfounded. And so then, when it came out in the six o'clock news that night, they said, "Okay, stop what you're doing. You got to listen. I've been I've been a newscaster all my life. I've never seen anything like this." Wow! And shared about what God was doing at the college, wow. and um, we had other other universities ask the students, and students began flying, going all over the country. Yeah. Even that first week week and weekend. Wow. But at the weekend, it was just um, half the student body was gone. Hmm. Witnessing the, the power of what God had done in their life. they just get up and share. And share about the, how God had convicted them of sin. And how Jesus had come. And they'd share. The most shy person would get up in, in, a, in a church or in a school. They'd share. And the revival break out wherever they went.
1: And literally, the, hundreds of them went all over the nation and beyond, probably just telling their story, as I recall. And, uh, and, you know, uh, Janine, I was reading this morning, even uh, a movie's coming out. This podcast is a little bit dated, I guess, in March called the Jesus Revolution. Uh, And it's the Jesus movement that was beginning to um, ignite at the same time, God's spirit was pouring himself out at Asbury. And I just find it remarkable from the Hippies back then in California to the seminary students in Asbury, there was no respecter of place or person when God began to move across our nation. And and I, I love what you said about a couple of times now about somebody that you know. And today they're a pastor. And today they're serving the Lord here or there. And and the fruit really did remain. And you probably know stories of people who were transformed there in the midst of the outpouring of the Spirit of God that never changed and were really launched into kingdom advancement. And, uh, man, that's, that's part of the fruit of revival. And you mentioned the singing, right? That you, you never heard such singing because revive us again, that that people might rejoice in Thee. uh, so maybe just a little bit about what you look back upon and you say, uh, you know, that was really the fruit of, um, uh, of revival. Be the people that, you know, today, uh, that it wasn't just short-lived it wasn't just an emotional touch somebody said revival's not an emotional touch it's a complete takeover
0: some stories i've just stumbled on like the anniversary this year um one of the southern Baptists, because the southern baptist seminary also got had students right there and yeah, right. they shared southwestern and, and, yeah. and so southwestern is sharing how god had came and really moved in a powerful way there and there was a whole aspect of the revival that i didn't realize the person mm. when when wayne acterson wrote the, the the asbury revival in 2020 um I, I i i wrote my own testimony but i wanted the larger story to be told and and he he compiled it and got it together and it was right. really impactful see how mm. god had done
1: So somebody said, once you've seen the fire, the smoke is on your clothes forever. Uh, You were blessed to see the fire as a college student. And has that passion for revival continued, therefore? And it's on your clothes and it continues to be a marker in your life?
0: Yes, definitely. I mean, every day I see people come to the Lord. I I lead people to the Lord every single day. Wow. I mean, today it was two people. I mean, it's a two- usually two every day, two, three, this year, one by one, I've led over 510 people to Christ just this year. And, um, and it's, you know, I don't have as much contact in the prison because of the pandemic and it's slowed that down. But um, you know, the hunger people, people want to be transparent. People want to have see God work in a powerful way.
1: That's amazing. That's called a uh, spirit-empowered evangelism. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think uh, in the Canadian revival, it took place on the heels of uh, the Asbury revival, I think in the 70s, 71, 72. Uh, Bill McLeod, who you may know that name and whose church uh, that began, he always, he would say, but I remember this, the best form of evangelism falls on the heels of a revival. It, it's it's a byproduct, the best form of evangelism. So your testimony to what you just shared, Janine, just um, accentuates the fact that when we continue in His ways and experiencing Him on an ongoing basis, continuous revival. I think the uh, was written in a little booklet. Evangelism continues in a yes. powerful way. Yeah. Well, Janine, uh, your life of prayer um, just wants me to have you pray here at the end of this, and uh, ask God once again in a big way, a grand way. Uh, to pour out his spirit and uh, let's pray for revival would you be willing to lead us in that yes.
0: yes oh lord jesus we come to you today and we just thank you because because of your your death and your resurrection lord there is a living hope there's a living hope that we can have we can have a different dimension in our lives transforming power jesus can be you can be released in our lives and the and the holy spirit lord we just pray Mm. we as a nation lord have sinned against you and Mm. we ask your forgiveness lord Lord. it says if we if your your people will humble themselves and turn Mm. from their wicked ways and pray you will hear from heaven and you will come and jesus is exactly what you've done And we just pray father i Mm. know that there's there's you're moving in the nation in and around the world in the new in new ways and we're just waiting and anticipating the great move of the Holy spirit in light hearts and life. So Jesus, mm-hmm. I just pray that you would come, come Holy spirit. We need you mm-hmm. come sweet spirit. Mm-hmm. We pray, come mm-hmm. in your own gentle way. You yes, speak Lord. and raise up father mm-hmm. others who will carry this burden and the passion Lord to see you move in a great and supernatural way. So God, I just give you thanks because you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to your power, Mm -hmm. that's at work within us in jesus precious and priceless name amen
1: amen amen thank you so much well we're so glad that you're joining us on our one cry podcast and if you want more uh we can point you to a very easy site to get more that's onecry.com uh, there are all kinds of resources there. There's a place where you can give and contribute to the cause of revival and spiritual awakening. Also, right on the front page of OneCry.com are some pathways to to just hit a button that will take you to all kinds of resources for your personal, your church, or a national a journey into national revival and spiritual awakening just a lot of very helpful tools so uh check it out at
0: onecry.com